Yo, 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 welcome back, welcome back, if you're, s- nah, I'm not fucking around with y'all, man, listen, alright, I'm back, I keep saying I'm back, and then I, in the other, other episodes I'll be like I'm back, but um, I'm out to carry, I'm about to put the team on my back, I'm about to put the podcast on my back, I'm about to take this podcast to the next level. Yo, shout out to Mickey Fax, because Mickey Fax is on Twitter saying that my podcast would never be big, and he said, um, good luck for my podcast. He dissed me because Mickey Fax got on Twitter and was talking about what other rapper... Hold on, let me bring up this tweet, because Mickey Fax was saying some spicy shit on Twitter, and he got on Twitter talking about some what other rapper... By the way, just welcome back to episode 74 of the Corey Cash podcast, man. I would like to thank y'all for tuning in, man. And having patience for my journey and my hiatus. I would, I, 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 man, listen, if I could just stick to what the fuck I know, man. If I could just stick to what the fuck I know, right? So Mickey Fags got on fucking Twitter and said, who else battled DNA? Did songs two songs with Kendrick Lamar performed at a a Brooklyn museum? Got a, a free Honda? Dated supermodels and ballerinas? Songs and video and video games covered the double XL Ghost Ghost Road hit on um, records. Cipher with legends and still respond to DMs and and replies. And my ass was like nobody cares. Mickey Facts. Nobody give a fuck. Like Mickey Facts. Let me tell you something. And I'm gonna start. And I don't usually start my pod, my podcast off with beef, but I had to address you, bro. You, you, nobody cares, bro. Like nobody cares about your silent accomplishments, bro. Like niggas don't care. Nobody know who the fuck you are. We never heard these songs from Kendrick Lamar. Like we never heard these two songs with Kendrick Lamar. You got smoked by DNA. You like 40 years old bragging about fucking supermodels and ballerinas. Get the fuck out of here, Mickey Facts. You want praise for simple shit. We what is these hit records you wrote? I've seen you just be Diddy's fucking lost child. You just was following Diddy, Diddy around and fucking Southern Madness too. Like, nobody... Who the fuck respects you in hip-hop? Why do you have a voice? Why do you keep talking? I just watched you apologize to the Killer Bees. Because you tried to... You agreed with Nori that they was flunkies. You got on the gram and was like, Yo, I just had a talk. <laughs> Stuttering, bro. Mickey Fast, get the fuck out of here, Mickey Fast. Don't, don't... Don't ever think that you talking about my podcast was ever going to get about under my skin. Because I didn't get under my skin. It's the audacity. It don't be the words. It be the audacity of niggas like you. Get the fuck out of here, Mickey Fax, bro. Then you going to say, then you gonna say, imagine whatever you saying I haven't done and you being lower than that. What ha- Bro, my podcast, I guarantee my podcast would be bigger than your, your music career. If y'all don't know who Mickey Fax is, go check him out. Support his music and all that. And go look at this nigga and look how lame he is and look how he always want to be in celebrities' face. Mickey Fires, get the fuck out of here. Don't ever come at me. You you a, you a fucking hip-hop side bitch, bro. You not even a side bitch. You a hip-hop whore. Like, you always want to be mentioned with the lyricists. You always want to be mentioned with the rappers. You always including yourself. Nobody ever invites you nowhere. You always, like, you're just an extra. You're an extra that's annoying. I want praise for fucking models. Like, what rapper hasn't fucked models, bro? I'm pretty sure a lot of rappers fuck models. Like, 
Man, if you don't get the fuck out of here, Mickey Fax, but off the negativity, back to the Corey Cash podcast. I want y'all to go look at Mickey Fax, dumbass, extra tooth having ass nigga. Um, I want to shout out my man King. Um, y'all probably laughing at me going on random Mickey because I don't never go in on nobody like that. I never go in on nobody like that, like ever. Um, I want to shout out my man King. I got to get everything right together today. This is crazy. Like, this is. This is one of those podcasts when you just come back and you got to, like, just address mad shit because I, you don't podcast a lot, like, when I'm not consistent. So when I come back, I got to address mad shit. Shout out to my man, King Truth. He wrote me in the DMs. He said, yo, what up, G's? Just doing exactly what you said, giving feedback about the last part that dropped. Honestly, no bullshit. It was one of the best things I've heard while I ain't just saying, wait. It was one of the best things I heard in a while. I ain't just saying that just to say it either. To be 26 and just got out of a four-year toxic relationship, it was something I needed to hear. I just needed I needed to hear ASAP. You talked about a lot of shit I'm not willing to admit. I'm just striking at I'm just striking at it to let you know that you got something going with this podcast. I've been fucking with you since you've been roasting Brandon Reese on Vine. Nigga, remember me from Vine. Um, I respect how you always come back and give fans something to listen to and your stories be um interesting and you really uh 90s kid from the city so it's it's vital to others to hear the shit that you can relate to. In my humble opinion, your shit is flawless. I always listen through and enjoy what you talk about. I be wanting it, waiting for the next one, stay up. Yo, it be yo, I need those type of DMs, yo. Like those type of DMs is very motivating and to hear like cause you know men got this thing where we prideful. We don't want to congratulate men or say, yo, bro, I'm not gonna lie, you inspired me or I heard some real shit from you. We don't really do that. So for him to just reach out. For him to just reach out and say that, that's a lot. Like, I know I kept, you might have felt like I kept a short and sweet because I just woke up and I read that shit and I respond to it at 1 a.m., but it was something I actually needed to hear, which you inspired this podcast today about me just talking about mad shit in totality and um just a lot of package shit that I I, I got. Um Whatever. I'm still in therapy. Um, I'm still working on this podcast. I'm thinking about filming more at my house, having people come to my house, and uh, we could do the filming that way. Um, fuck Mickey Facts. But um, back to what I was saying, I'm trying to figure out a stationary and consistent place to uh do this podcast shit at. You know, bring y'all, bring y'all what y'all asked for. So with that being said, I I want to um talk about. Oh, if you follow my gram. I did a. I was watching you, right? Season three of you. If you follow my gram, you would know that I was watching you. So I wrote, I texted Tanisha, yo, I'm gonna think of a funny ass video to do to post on the gram that's like similar to you. So I dropped the video. It took me two days to, I thought about it, but I didn't know how to execute it. So it took me two days to post, to, to, to drop this shit. I dropped this shit. People laughing and dying at the shit, right? Then within 24 hours, Randy is comedy bum ass going remake the video. Somebody in the comments tagged me like, "Yo, bro, this nigga Randy falling off." Um, look at this shit. I go to look at it. My caption says, "What if if Joe is from New York?" His caption says, "What if Joe was from NYC?" Something similar, right? So I'm like, "Yo, this nigga stole my idea." Now, what he's saying in the video is totally different. Don't get me wrong. It's not verbatim. The idea was stolen. So I addressed the shit. 
I dressed it the next day. He finally writes me talking about he never seen on my video. He only followed 60 people. Randy, let me address you, bro. Bro, just because you follow 60 people don't mean that it's th they're not other people on your explore page and the reels. Reels, I be seeing people that nobody follow, that nobody follow that I follow. So that's bullshit. Two, the reason why I know how I knew you took my video, bro, is the fact that you made the same mistake I did. It's like you was copying off my test. You did two videos about to show you. The first video, you was like, this is how Joe is in you. The second video is, what if Joe... You made the same mistake I made. Joe is from New York. The character Joe from you is from New York. He's from Brooklyn. So you made the same mistake I made. And there was no way that you did the video before. And then you did it again. And you made the same mistake. You made that mistake. That's how I knew your shit was copy and paste. And then you said it's not that deep in the DMs. And I'm like, yo, bro, it ain't that deep. You could just, it, it ain't that deep. Just come up with your own shit. The issue is you big, you big content creators, Capri, Capri Fernandez, you two, you stole my shit. Y'all y'all like stealing shit. And my issue is y'all be on a decline and y'all can't think of y'all own shit while niggas like me just come up with shit every day to execute for a nigga like y'all to just be like, yo, I'm going to redo it. I'm going to take it. Capri, you did my shit verbatim, my nigga. And I got that shit on Facebook. I got the, the titles. I got what you had on. Everything. You was taking my shit verbatim and you had 300K at this time. Now, Randy, bro, you don't want to admit it. You could have just been tagged me and been like inspired by or whatever because my shit was getting shares. And so, and Randy, I don't follow you and your shit come across my timeline all the time, bro. So you ain't got to follow a nigga for his shit to come across. What's funny is funny, bro. And it is what it is. Somebody, niggas be posting my shit without tagging me. You could have seen it that way. It's so many other ways you could see my shit because... Internet makes the um the world just small. So for Randy, get the fuck out of here. And I told that nigga, oh, it ain't that deep, right? And you ain't still a shit. Let's sit on that. And he liked it. And then we le and I left the combo that is. But I was tight that day because a lot of you niggas be taking my shit and y'all don't give me credit for shit. Y'all don't y'all don't give me credit for shit. Like y'all, it's niggas that's close to me that have redid my videos, never tag inspired by um whatever you could do. And I'm not, I wasn't pressing Randy to take it down. It was just more, bro, you know I inspired that shit, bro. And now you're doing another video trying to remix it to make it seem like, now you're going to do multiple of them so you could be like, I did it first when I remake my shit. So, Randy, like, you, you a cornball, bro. We meet when we meet. It ain't no beef, but we have to have a talk about... We both black, bro. You should not be stealing. I expect white creators to be stealing from black creators. Black people, come on, bro. You could come in the pride of in y'all niggas that still, or y'all can't say inspired by, y'all refuse to admit that, yo, I'm not going to lie. I saw your shit. Your shit was funny. And I want to, you don't lose nothing. It's enough followers out here for everybody. Y'all get stingy. And Randy, I've been peeping that you fell off. So I know you took my shit. But we going to leave it as that, my G. We going to leave that as that. And that's where we gonna keep it. Um, it's mad shit to address, and I want to talk about. I just don't want to be going from topic to topic, but it's just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of like my uh, like just a lot of my my life is just crumbled, and I just I guess this is one of those podcasts where I could just talk, and I'm not talking about I'm talking about my life, but I can talk about things I see on the internet, and I'm doing this shit by myself, so it's kind of like. It makes it easier for me to to the conversation ain't gotta be too long. You know what I'm saying? So um my man's all right, so I get on Facebook, right? And 
I'm gonna preface this with this. I just don't like the context in which this was said, but we're gonna have the conversation and we're gonna have an honest conversation because we need to understand definitions and, and this is important, right? So somebody posts, people are really out here thinking like this, right? In the post, and in the post it says, stop going out on dates if you're not if you're not ready to have sex. That's not a gender thing. That's that's man and woman. That's not a gender thing. It wasn't addressing the specific. So in those comments, it said, women expect men to take them out on dates, pay, and don't expect us to want sex. I'm saying, stop going out on dates with men if you are not ready or don't intend on having sex. I know the free meal and the feeling and looking good is fun, but no man likes to be misled, and we all want to be fucked on, so stop playing. My man shares it. And says, sounds rapey, my guy. So I comment, that don't sound rapey. Now, listen, from what you heard, and if you listen to the podcast, DM me if, if it sounds rapey, whether it's a woman or uh, anybody's listening to it. DM me when you hear this podcast, write me and say, I don't think that sounds rapey. Or I do feel like that sounds rapey. This is the issue. I talked to my mans. He said, to expect pussy sounds rapey. You should never expect pussy. We shouldn't, right? In an ideal world, you shouldn't expect nobody to do nothing. But let's live in reality here. In this hypersexualized world with music, Instagram, TV, all this ass shaking, all this fucking, all this sneaky link error, using dick, using for pussy error. You think that we going out on dates not expecting to have sex, man or woman? So I was like, so to me, um, a man is valued by dick size and money. Let's, the game is unfair, fellas, and we know, and we we live it like that. A woman is valued by time and beauty. Pussy's involved in beauty. Pussy's beautiful. Every date should be an exchange, and I'm not talking sex. If I'm going to take something that I'm valued by money, and it's going to decrease on this date, um, of get my interest of getting to know you, provide me with a good time. Pussy doesn't have to be involved. Pussy doesn't have to be involved. Now, where it is on a, a man's expectation list, that that describes the type of man he is. I'm I, and I, I'm minority. I go on dates for a good time. At the end of the day, I'll be like, yes, getting some pussy was good. If it don't happen, I'm not tripping. See, expectations don't mean it has to happen. Expectations can be missed. And that's what we coming at. So I'm telling my man, so to expect pussy is rapey. So we having a conversation or whatever the case may be. I'm saying so to expect pussy is rapey, right? So he tells me he going to come to the podcast and we going to have another dialogue about this because I don't want to give y'all one-sided shit. I want you, I want him to come and explain it and we argue on camera and we argue on audio and y'all hear it. Entitlement sounds rapey. I deserve pussy because I took you out on a date. May sound rapey. You don't deserve shit. You took shorty to fucking Applebee's. You don't deserve pussy because you took her out to Applebee's, Red Lobster. You don't deserve pussy because you took her out on a $200 day. It was a helicopter trip. Trip. It was your choice. You don't deserve pussy. Men who feel like they deserve pussy, 
Those are different category of men in which I can I can um see how that may sound rapey. Now, the census that I read, women expect men to take uh, um women expect men to take them out on dates, pay, and don't expect us to want sex. That you, a lot of people might read that as a sense of entitlement. That's to your discretion. I'm not gonna tell you right or wrong, but me and you can have the conversation. To me, how I read it, and everybody interprets everything different. Niggas is tired of this. My nigga, I've been on more dates and I've been talking to girls through text messages that don't want shit. I'm not saying that they misleading. They're just boring. So when he says this publicly, that puts a lot of women that agree or disagree with that in a sense to make the choice to deal with him or not. He put it on the table. Just like women put it on the table. Listen, I'm celibate right now. I'm not trying to have sex. So if you take me out, don't expect it. You put it on the table. So is a woman having boundaries wrong? No. He has boundaries. He's saying if he take you out. So I'm not expecting this nigga to have those type of expectations and taking girls to low budget restaurants. I'm guessing that I'm guessing and I know I'm hoping that he's not paying for those shitty ass meals and expecting pussy. A lot of men are just tired of I've seen men be I've have I got women friends. I know niggas that stored as Red Lobster. I know niggas that's name is stored in the girl's phone as rent. I know niggas that's names stored in girls' phones as specific bills and utilities and food. Niggas is not going for it. Especially with the transition from tr traditional men to modern women and modern women just feeling like we don't need y'all. You're going to have niggas that say shit like this more. Niggas is tired of it. Setting boundaries is not wrong and that's his boundary. Now... When you go out on a date and you don't get pussy and she reject you from getting pussy, how you react to that makes you f sound rapey. How you react to that makes you sound immature. How you react to that makes you sound entitled. My other issue with this, my man's posting sound real rapey, my guy. Rape. Rape is forced. Nobody's forcing a girl to go out on a date. Let's not let's understand the context in which we say things. Rape is also sensitive. You can't just say sound rape. Y'all don't know why on this shit. Like y'all don't know why on this shit. Like y'all don't give a fuck. You you sharing that is misleading in you because all the women that's younger than you that want a male's perspective gonna go in the comments and feel like. Oh, man, expecting pussy is rape. Yo, so you rape. And we're going to be throwing around rape, and it's going to be very insensitive to the people that have been raped, men and women. And you cannot say stuff like that. It sounds rapey. My, like, you can't. I'm sorry. I'm not going for it. And I told him, expecting pussy is not rapey. Feeling entitled to pussy is rapey. That defines it. And you and people need to learn. He's saying that he's synonymous. So when I, he he worked for a school, so I'm like, yo, let me go do my research because I never want to be wrong. So expectations versus entitlement, right? However, an expectation of something doesn't mean it will happen. Periodically, we can find out that our expectations are adjusted when reality doesn't line up with them. But expectations are important. There's nothing wrong to inherit wrong with them. 
This is all defined in expectations, right? Expectations are ties to wanted needs. We need food. We need shelter to survive. So in the modern world, some form of income is a need. Sex is a basic human instinct. There's no clear consensus on whether it is truly a need or a want. But it, it is a. But the fact that arguments even exist tells me that at least some capacity, sexual fulfillment is a need. A lot of us need sex. Stress relievers, get our mind off of things, temporary escape from reality. A lot of us need sex and a lot of us want sex. It is a blurred line between the two. Don't get me wrong, right? Expectations can or cannot happen. Entitlement is the problem. And I'm going to read entitlement to y'all. Instead of expectations being the problem, the real problem is entitlement. Entitlement is all, all about the sense of ownership or the belief that you deserve something. I see entitlement in two main forms. I should get this because I want this no matter what. Two, I believe I have done this. Now you have to do that. That is rapey. That is the sense of entitlement of taking a girl out on a date and you entitled to a pussy. That, my friend, describes that. Expecting pussy is not rapey. And we need to learn the context of two things because we go around and we just say words and they don't have no, like, they don't have meaning. Everything is attached to rape. Persuasion is attached to rape. Let me get some, all forms of persuasion is not rape. Now, coercion is, coercion is persuasion with force or threat. Example, I'm not taking you home unless you fuck me. Yes, you part of you engaging and you normalizing rape culture. Yes, bro. If you listen to this podcast and you the type of nigga that do that, you can no longer do that. That's a sense of entitlement. You feel like cause she came over to your house, she gotta give you some pussy. You're not you're not gonna drive her home for her safety because you're not getting pussy. That's coercion. So you making her fuck fuck you in order to get home. And you knew her situation and you had a car or you was going to pay for an Uber. That is part of rape culture. Coercion, I can see. A girl going to write to me all, all forms of persuasion is 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 rape, is, is manipulation. Um, So let's say you, a woman is over at a man's house and she's been, she haven't been having sex for quite some time. She was like, she's second guessing on having sex with a dude. She was like, uh... Listen, I want to have sex with you, but I'm afraid that you might ghost me like the other guys. And the guy goes, listen, like, that's not even in my seats. Like, I, I, I'm not the type to do that. Um, You could trust me. She might feel like she persuaded, but was that manipulation? No. He just suggested it. He didn't force. He didn't threaten her. That's persuasion. That can be considered persuasion. Not all forms of persuasion is rape or coercion. And the issue is, y'all want it. Y'all are associating too many terminologies that is going to have humans have a horrible time at interacting and engaging in sex or getting to know each other because everything is rape, everything is um, manipulation, everything is toxic. Y'all just, it's so much separation between the black community and these, these homosexuality. I mean, I mean, my fault. Not homosexual, homo um phobia, transphobia. Trans people are saying when you don't want to date them, you're transphobic. Same for what? Y'all putting too much terminologies in the black community specifically that is causing humans not to interact. We're not gonna get along. The whole goal is unity. Y'all doing too much, bro. And for y'all to say something is rape, 
Y'all have to do y'all homework and y'all have to do y'all context on what y'all talking about because a lot of y'all don't know what y'all talking about and y'all running around here and saying this is rapey, this, and y'all misleading the youth. The issue is don't project your traumas on, on the internet and make it a generalized statement and make it feel like this is right because you felt that way and that was your experience. Give a chance for the youth to understand. And that's, I play the position that I know I'm 30 years old and young dudes follow me. Young girls follow me. I talk to girls that's 21 that we be having like fluent conversations of understanding. I don't say things that's misleading and I don't try to project. And that's the thing that our generation do. When did our generation become that sensitive or that un unaware of our own power to the point that we don't pay attention to the youth and understand the signals and the signs that we're telling the youth? We're standing and we're standing on ignorance and not understanding. And that's that's a fucking issue. It, that is an extreme issue. And that's what I had. And I, I had to get I'm going to get to the later point when my man's come on the podcast and we talk about it. I'm going to tell him on why that post kind of was wrong, bro. And very misleading and expecting pussy and expecting anything shouldn't be wrong because we humans. We all got expectations. We all got boundaries, bro. So. Making somebody feel like expecting something is crazy. Also, miss. Uh, also, I also wanted to briefly touch on the youth because I got a lot of top top topics. That's a top. A lot of topics I want to talk about. Um, another post. Brittany Rayner is going to all these sports games. I don't know if y'all know Brittany Rayner from Instagram. She's going to all these sports. She's a thirty year old, right? And she's low key like glorifying that she's going to all these sports games looking for young athletes. This post was shared, and it was like, if a man did this, it would be it would be considered predatorial and stuff like that. And somebody commented, 18 is grown. You can't, it was like 18 is grown, you can't mix apples with oranges. Well, let me tell you something, 18 is not grown. I'm sorry to break it to you, and me and her was having this dialogue, and I, wanted, I want y'all to hear what she was saying, this young lady was saying. She said, there are adults over 18. Next. You can't compare apples and oranges. I'm like, 18-year-olds are not adults. It just make you legal. To me, 18 just make you legal. It don't make you a fucking adult. I'm like, we all been 18 and we wasn't fucking grown. We, you don't make conscious. Why you? So then I was like, was you able to make rational decisions at 18? Like a damn adult? Like I said, I know I had my fish shit, stupid shit. No, no. I said, was you making able to make rational decisions at 18? And she was like, I had yes, I, I was 18. I was able to make rational decisions like a damn adult. I know my fair shit is stupid shit. If you was able to make rational decisions, why are you doing stupid shit? Because you was immature and you was 18. My point. that You proved my point already and I even see that. But now that we're talking about it, I'm like, if 18 is adults, right? And you don't view what Brittany Rayner viewing as a problematic or predatory, then why is she specifically going to young athletes games that are 18? Why she just don't do it to adults? Why she don't just finesse already established NBA players? Because she understand the control that pussy has. She understand the control that clout has. She understand the control that beauty has over an 18-year-old. I'm fucking a girl with a million followers, and I'm an athlete. I can give up anything. She already did it to PJ Washington. So now she's preying on the younger and you approving of this. So I told her, like, I hope you ain't got no siblings or no, no kids that you're going to tell that them when they turn 18 that they're grown or they're adults. That's bullshit. Why you think colleges 
why you think schools want to prep you? They don't even want you to sit out of college after that year of high school. They want to get you while you're young to become a factory worker. They're not telling you what school loans do. They're not telling you that you're about to take out the school loan that you're going to have to pay back for the rest of your fucking life. You're going to be living check to check until you become a doctor, lawyer, and et cetera. They're predatorial. This whole world is predatorial. Every bi most businesses are predatorial, especially college. Why you think that? Because it's not a developed brain. They're not doing this to 25-year-olds. 25 is an adult. 24 is an adult. I say 25. That's the age of maturity when you can make rational decisions, when you can hold yourself accountable. 18 in the real world, when they ain't teach you shit about credit, and you, what, what happened in school that prepped you for real life that made you an adult? What happened in high school? That shit with, like, the ignorance on Facebook is insane. What prep you for real life in high school? To classify you as an adult. You just legal. You not even, how you a, 18 is not even, you not even able to drink liquor. How the fuck you an adult that can't drink liquor? You can't go to the bar and order liquor? And she was really running with this rhetoric and I was just like, yo, bro, it's sad. It's sad. We gonna have young kids out here really thinking they fucking grown and they not grown. It's sad, like, it's sad. Like, that's the type of thinking that people provide to this world. Like, 18 is, when is 18, how is 18 grown? 18 ain't never been grown, bro. So I'm not understanding what I eat, like, that perspective. And even when we was 18, nigga, it was wrong when our parents was getting kicked out at 18. The, our parents was getting kicked out at 16, 18. That shit was wrong. You see how it fucked them up? So where they raise us and they abusive and they don't know how to control they they don't have control or, or articulate their emotions and their first reaction is like they gotta get physical with us. You see how it fucked us up by saying 18 is grown? Y'all have to think bigger than y'all and y'all don't, and that's the issue. That's the issue with this world. That's the issue with this world, is that y'all think y'all normalize like Ages like 18 to be grown when we're trying to break generational curses or or the conservative thinking of, of the, how this way this world operates. 18 year olds are all 19 year olds are all in debt by schools. And then we go get the fucking degrees at these schools to find out that now we, we only in debt. We are overqualified for simple jobs. Why do you think college target 18-year-olds? Think about that shit. They're not adults, bro. You cannot finesse a 25-year-old out of that. If, if, niggas, if niggas had to be 25 to get into college, you'll see a total difference in the decision-making, bro. Niggas will be finessing the college for money and not paying it back. And not having to pay it back. Niggas will be finessing different ways. Why do you think that? Why do you think the NBA allowed niggas to be 18? Because they're not going to have financial financial management. Why you think hip-hop, why you think record labels want to get the young 16-year-old, 18-year-old? Because they're desperate. Black athletes, black rappers, black men with talent are desperate. We're looking to make money. And the, the record labels is looking for young people that they can sign your life away. We own everything and take all that shit away from you. Why do you think it's like that? 
have a better understanding on how society is ran, bro. And not just your way of thinking and being trapped in this fucking circle of ignorance. Step outside to the real world sometimes and understand how shit is ran. All this shit is predatory, bro. These businesses, yeah, come on, son. I shouldn't have to explain this shit to anybody. I shouldn't have to um explain this shit to anybody. But, all right, something else. Let's see, my transition into, my transition into, all right. Let me ask y'all this question. I was talk. I was getting to know a girl, right? Not in person, like just like you know, through the internet, whatever the case may be. We get she hollered at first, and we started kicking, and we started kicking, and we changed numbers. Two or I think I, I want to say a week later, or maybe four days later. I'm like, what you doing? She's like, I'm um in the house with my youngest one. I'm like. She's like, yeah, I got, um, I don't know how the conversation went. But she later, like a week later, she admits that she has three kids. I find that weird, bro. Because if you're getting to know somebody, a lot of times you, when you talk to women, their kids is a part of them. They, that's a part of their personality. My, me being a mother is like the best thing on earth. That's how they feel. So for her to not mention that she have kids, you ain't got to be your opener. It could be a day later. It could be two days later. I'm trying to find the right, and y'all could let me know in a response how y'all respond. I'm trying to find a, the right amount of time to present that you have kids as an adult. Because if a nigga did it, it'd be wrong. If a nigga hit his kid for a week, women would flip out and say niggas ain't shit. So I'm sitting here, and I wrote today, and I was just like, yo, son, like I feel like this conversation fell off. Like, Yeah, after the kids conversation. This is the trap, right? And what she said, and what y'all predicted. When she says she had three kids, if I didn't give her the response she wanted or expected, she was going to become sensitive to it. She's going to make it seem like I'm the problem. Like, I have a problem with her having kids when I'm very vocal and blunt about shit. Or, damn, what was the other thing? It was going to go two ways. It was either she was going to react to the, she was going to become sensitive. Or she was going to be offended that I I would ask why you never mention your kids. She's going to be like, my kids are my bride and my joy. And I, you, how dare you ever think I have to be obligated to mention I have kids. So I feel like it was a double-edged sword. And I tried to explain it to her. She told me I'm adamant in my in my way of thinking. First of all, if I'm adamant in my way of thinking, I wouldn't even tell you how I feel. I would just be like, that's final. I was willing to have the conversation with you. I wanted to know why did you feel like... It was okay or safe to mention that you have three kids. I'm and my thing is, a woman having three kids is not like. Of course, I would prefer not to. But what if I meet the one and she's just has three kids, right? Would I be in a position? You got to understand. You got to as a man, you got to understand that you got to take that step. As like, oh, I got to be mostly attached to three kids as well. And my thing was this. I just felt like it was weird. And it should have been said, and I just feel like, why would you feel to hide that? Or take, oh, she responded, it wasn't no right time. You never asked me. So we have to ask, do people got kids now? Like, especially, like, I could see a girl with one kid be like, yo, I really don't show my kid too much, and I got one kid. You have three. 
and you didn't feel the need to like tell me that you had three kids and you gonna say because i didn't ask do y'all feel like i was older decency in that like but I, I didn't continue the conversation. I didn't continue getting to know her. And it wasn't the three kids. It was just the gesture and trying to make it an argument and trying to be defensive and nonchalant. I didn't like, oh, I'm not going back and forth. You're not going back and forth because you know you did wrong, bro. You know you did wrong. You were supposed to at least say something about the kids early in the game, and you didn't. You didn't, and that shit was dead-ass wrong. And we luckily me, and I always think of things from an optimistic standpoint, I was able to get out of something that if I, what about if I would have went over there and I'd be like, oh shit, you got three kids? I was able to get out of something that could have been in too deep or a crazy ass situation I could have been in early in the game. So I'm kind of not mad about it, but I just think that gesture would have been amplified. I think that same action would have been amplified if it was a nigga that had three kids and never said nothing. And I spoke to women with kids, and they was like, nah, I think that's weird. They, they, I, I always get perspective of women. They even said that was weird. Like, that, that's weird. How do y'all feel about that, son? Am I bugging here? What y'all would have did in that situation? And this is me just talking. Like, I really don't give a fuck, like, to be honest with you, about the people I, like, I haven't really met nobody that had a genuine connection. I really don't give a fuck about the people, but a lot of the people I'm seeing in the dating world is very toxic and they think they ways work. And then two, I feel like it's, it's for me to step up and say something because they're going to continue to keep doing it and not understand why the same action, same result. They're going to keep continue. How many men have she did this to? First of all, if you let what you had three kids, you could you could immediate like eliminate the people that just want to use you or the men. Stopping the men from seeking you to, to that are turned off by women that got kids. So I was like, a lot of people just, I'm like, a lot of men, why did I have to stay? And I was like, a lot of men view women that have kids as problematic. And I'm like, that's how society view women. I'm not saying I do, but that's how, oh, I know. And I'm like, she's like, oh, but both genders could be that. But I'm like, but women usually have custody of the kids. And I'm talking about black people. I'm like, I'm talking about black people. The black mothers used to have custody of kids. You got to understand that. If a man going to walk into this, he understand, he has to understand that he's going to be emotionally attached to kids. And he has to financially, sometimes, or most of the time, he has to financially provide for three other kids that's not his. You have to be able to put a man in a in a position to want to accept that position. And it's like, that's not cool that you didn't do that. It Luckily, it didn't fall too deep. Luckily, I wasn't extremely attached to you. I was just talking and getting to know people. And I'm just finding out all the red flags in the dating world to where I could really sit here and collect all the red flags and I could just have non-negotiables when I talk to new women and shit like that. But that was crazy to me. And I, I found that very peculiar. Like, fam, son, like, who I never seen that action done by anybody. Like, I never seen that shit done. And that was a first for me, to be honest with you. But how do y'all, like, how would... Yo, like, niggas would blow it up if a, if a dude did that shit. And I knew that it was a trap because if I get offended by any way of her saying she had three kids or saying why she didn't mention it, then it puts her in a position to be defensive. And then when she's defensive, she come at me and she could become turned off and be like, this is why I don't talk to niggas. And I ain't fall for the trap. But I knew that was a trap. I could have, I, I guess you could have said, I didn't I like to continue. But it was a trap that I feel like she set me up for, bro. 
It just didn't work because I was smarter than that. And then she was just like, I'm like, I, I go to, she was like, oh, you've ever adamant and something, something. I was like, bro, I go to therapy. I, re- I know how to articulate my emotions. And I don't think I, it's something I'm offended by. I'm just saying, I don't think I'm adamant about it as well. I'm not standing in it. It's not a back and forth. We really have an adult conversation. If you're going to be nonchalant and be like, well, you have feel how you feel. Like, because I'm like, I feel like you fell off. Then I'm like, it is what it is. I don't, we don't need to have the conversation. And that was that, like. Cut your time short, bro. Same go for every adult, but this episode, episode, I was about to say episode, that ass. But this is episode 74, is me, Dolo, Dolo Cash, this Dolo Cash right here. Episode 74 of the Corey Cash Podcast. Holla at me, I'm out to the next one.